Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Phyllis Club, the show where we get people to tell you how they saw the news from the past month. This is episode number 31 for December 2010. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fides Club. This is the show where, of course, we talk about the news from the past month. We're a little bit late. It's become sort of a habit in the past uh, few episodes, but uh, hopefully we'll have a good show. My name is Patrick Beja. I am from France. As usual, I'm joined with my friend Turkey from Saudi Arabia. How's it going, Turkey? Well, I'm fine, Patrick. It's been a while. It's been oh, about a month. Imagine that. Yeah, and you've got a lot of snow there. <laughs> well, in France, quite a bit. Yes, we did. Um, and we have together uh, also with us uh, John and Paul. I was going to say Paul and John. Uh, we have two of the Beatles with us today. Um, yeah, you know, all, John always comes first in, <laughs> in the Beatles. That, that is sort of an uh, unfortunate truth. I agree. So yeah, today, but Paul's still I'm, alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a good rebuttal. I agree. Sorry. How are you doing, guys? Uh, so what's that? That Beatles thing. Uh, what do you mean? What What are the Beatles? Oh, uh, no, it's those little things. Oh, you might call them scarabs. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, now I know <laughs> So Paul uh, has been with, uh, on the show with us a uh, few months ago. Uh, he is, of course, the host of Concast, uh, and he's based in Hong Kong. Uh, and uh, John is uh, also was with us a month, uh, a year ago. I'm sorry, a little bit even uh, before that. Yeah, a year um, and a couple months. Exactly. And uh, he is the host of Negative Cutters, uh, which I've. Uh, we used to do a segment together. I guess yeah, we didn't have a Yeah, but then you got too busy. You got yeah. too big and, you know, <laughs> you moved on with your life. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just, I'm just a little. Sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do that again. Are you that reliable as a friend? I, I am so somewhat. I think, reliable. I, think, I think I need to reconsider our friendship if that's how reliable you are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this a little bit later because we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, oh, and I didn't mention, but Turkey's uh, a Saudi life has been relaunched uh, a few days ago. So we'll talk about this uh, at the end of the show. Um, oh, cool. And we are also uh, joined by the chat room intermittently. Because um, the Mac that I'm producing the whole 
thing on is sort of crapping out uh, regularly, uh, and this is not stopping. So we'll see I, if I, the chat room I blame has you stream. It's not the Mac. Yeah, I, well, a point of clarification, Ustream producer sucks. Yeah, but you know, you can't even use the standard uh, way to broadcast on the Mac at the moment because apparently the Flash um, version of Flash that is, I don't know, with the latest OS, Flash is completely crapping out in the browser. So if anyone has uh, information about that, a way to use the camera on the browser uh, with the latest version of Mac OS, please let me know because this is driving me crazy. Um, we'll talk after your the show. Phone. We'll try and figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Turkey, I didn't hear but you. You could use your iPhone to broadcast. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I would, people couldn't hear you and couldn't hear uh, the the um, thing that I'm using now. You know this because <laughs> this is being produced live. Oh, damn it. Sorry. It's a good thing um, no one's videotaping me. <laughs> we'll fix that next time. Okay, you know what? Let's uh, get into the show with a um, lot of news about... What shall we start with? I'll tell you what. For me, the whole news, there were basically <coughs> two categories. Um, one was snow and terrible snowstorms. <laughs> And the other one was horrible unrest in uh, North uh, Africa, social and uh, uh, you know social unrest and terrorism in different places in Africa. Let's start with the not so much fun stuff. Uh, let's start with you know uh, Tunisia and Algeria and stuff like that. Unless you guys have something else you want to start with. Nope. Not right. your show. All right, let's do that then. Um, so the uh, main thing that we've been hearing about in the past, I would say, couple of weeks, um, we, we're recording this on January 8, so we're already a little bit into 2011. And this has been making a lot of noise because seemingly out of nowhere, um, there was a, um, a, a series <coughs> of incidents, a couple of suicides, uh, prices rising to incredible amounts that led to a uh, basically what's – there's a lot of rioting at the moment uh, in Algeria and Tunisia. And um, it's looking like this uh, social unrest might spread to the rest of the... Uh, do you say Maghreb in, in English to describe Northern Africa and uh, around the Mediterranean? Uh, no. Maghreb, no? Okay, so it's nope. basically Northern Africa. Uh, <coughs> there, there's fear, fear or, or you know, uh, concern that it might spread to Morocco and places like that. Um, and it's all based... So it's, the situation is a little bit different in Algeria and uh, Tunisia. Basically, Tunisia has been, being, has been very um, heavy-handed uh, on this because it's already sort of a, um, a dictatorship anyway. It, it's not quite a dictatorship, but it's, it's got, for example, a big uh, handle on the Internet. It, it handles all the ISPs. It cuts off YouTube and, and uh, Daily Motion and stuff like that. And it's been arresting bloggers, which was a move to try and intimidate the uh, youth uh, that was uh, being uh, very, um, huh, what, oh, people are not hearing me in the chat room. That is unfortunate. What's happening? I'm, I'm, are you hearing me now? There you go. 
So um, I was saying uh, it's it's it, they were trying to 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 get the guys uh, get the the rioting <coughs> down by by force and it had qu almost the opposite if the uh, opposing uh, effect which is um the 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 internet and the youth thought, sort of rose even higher because of this and they are all um um getting i'm sorry i'm doing multiple things at once uh basically Everyone is trying to find ways to, to, to publicize this even more. And as usual, when you try to control the Internet, what happens is that you end up with uh, revolt on your hands. So we don't know exactly how long it's going to last. Um, there is a lot of... Uh, it, the thing is, it's a manifestation of a much deeper um, uh, uh, unhappiness, I want to say, on the, the pa part of the youth uh, in these countries. Um, they're, they're very frustrated, and it, lo it looks like, at least in the way we're seeing it from here, it looks like it might be a sort of a pivotal moment. I'm, I'm just using this as my own uh, appreciation of it and completely personal it, it might be completely way off but it looks like it might be a point where these uh, countries are starting to um, be to, to not be satisfied with the situation as it is with uh, 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 a government that is not serving the the people <coughs> in a fully democratic way uh, obviously we're not perfect in in the the west either but you know there is a little bit of a different approach to um to government governance and uh the the handling of the population in general um so yeah that's been a, a huge topic in the past uh, couple of weeks in in france did you guys hear about this at all i'm going to start with maybe turkey since you know for us i know turkey you're going to tell me oh it's a you know different people but in our very simplistic way, we're going to say, you know, they're mostly Arabs, so uh, it's roughly the same. Yeah, um, Arabs, so it's big news since it's all Arabs. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to disappoint you. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not, for you, you're like, uh, pff, whatever, as usual. Nah, no, it's, uh, it's a big in the news and local news. Uh, it's been, been covered very heavily. Uh, I think, uh, especially when it comes to uh, Tunisia, Tunisia is not known for having problems like these because of the strong uh, way the government is handling things. It really has a very strong hand on everything and it controls the media very much. So mm. it was kind of a lot is, of is surprise. It, is it too strong for me to say that it's a dis dictatorship? Uh, well, you tell me. Uh, president wins with uh, 98% of the votes. <laughs> What do you think? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's not... The, the, I, I don't think... The, the thing is, the reason why I'm asking this is that yeah. it doesn't seem that the, like the people are being... Um, is being oppressed, you know, in the way that... Oh, no, uh, no, no. Definitely the, you know, the, the, the country the is still very functional. No, no. Uh, the Islamists are very, very oppressed there. The, sorry? The Islamics. Uh, are you using the term Islamics as in, you know, Islam extremists or no, Islam period? Islam as a religion. Okay. Yeah, they're very, very controlled. They're oppressed there. Uh, it's very difficult. Uh, if you are conservative, uh, not extremist, just a conservative Muslim, it's very difficult for you in, uh, in Tunisia. 
and they do have a lot of laws and it uh, the Tunisia government does go too much and a lot of times against the will of the people or their opinions about life and uh, religion in their life which is uh, really pressing and of course even when if ignoring all the Islamists it's also pressing anybody that opposes the government no matter what their opinions even if you're on a liberal side if your liberal views oppose the government then definitely Uh, It's it's one of, uh, you wouldn't think that, but if you really look into Tunisia, Tunisia is one of the most closed countries in the world. It's very controlled, very closed from the outside world in its own way, maybe not by tourism, but uh, if you go to Tunisia, you will figure it and go walk in the streets, you'll notice that. Hmm. It's interesting because, you know, we obviously in France, we have a very close relationship with uh, Tunisia. It was one of the former colonies and we have a lot of immigration from there. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of tourism. It's very, um, uh, to us, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows this and I'm going to sound like an idiot for, for saying it, but I, I didn't realize how... Um, how much of a strong hand the government had on the media, for example. Or uh, I didn't know that all the ISPs were controlled on a governmental level. Uh, so they can cut off, just like they can in China, they can yeah, cut off definitely uh, because, one, or one because, site. Or, as I said, because uh, Tunisia has a very strong control, so you don't really hear much from Tunisia on these matters. Because, And if you do follow all the news, and you can check uh, uh, the human rights websites or any other uh, big media, you'll notice there's a lot of problems in uh, Tunisia when it comes to human rights. I, th- I, sure. would, I would consider Tunisia... Uh, in its own way, it might be completely different, but in its own way, I think Tunisia is even more oppressive than Saudi Arabia. Hmm. I see. Yeah. Well, now, of course, the situation is a little bit different in uh, in Algeria, which has a, 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 its own set of problems. Um, yeah. uh, probably issues with uh, with poverty and, and unemployment and things like that. But the yeah. government is a lot more uh, open uh, than it is in Tunisia, and still the unrest is very uh, similar. Um, yeah. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think Algeria is uh, a lot more different. Uh, the situation is uh, different in its own way. I think Algeria is not also a complete democracy, but I think it, compared to Tunisia, it's a lot more open, uh, a lot more willing to understand. And I think their problem is less uh, serious than it is in uh, Tunisia. In Tunisia, the real problem is unemployment. People are just tired of not being employed. Mm. Uh, in Algeria, it's more about the government suddenly decided to stop uh, uh, subsidizing for food and other stuff, and people were not happy that prices went up. So that but, Well, they went up like 80%. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. Uh, now the government's rethinking and is considering that... Uh, they will uh, start lowering some of the prices back down. Mm. So it's just the condition is, I think, very different. And uh, the only reason even in Tunisia things got out of control is because one of the protesters uh, started a fire, uh, burned himself to death. Mm. Right. Yeah. So exactly. I think that's what really started the entire uh, problem in Tunisia. And he mm. was the, you can say, he was the torch that started the uh, uh, r- riots and everything. Right. Um, it was in Tunisia that there was a, a young man who got um, who also uh, committed suicide um, after his 
I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly, but there was an issue uh, with him not being able, being so desperate uh, because his uh, goods were seized by, by the police uh, and he couldn't find any other job, so he committed suicide or something like that. And I, before I move on to, uh, you know, I want to ask, of course, Paul and John, what, what if, you know, have they, they've seen this, if at all. Um, by the way, there was, uh, Scott tells us we should talk politics for a change. Scott. <laughs> Scott Johnson on uh, Twitter <laughs> says, yeah, you guys should talk politics for a change. <laughs> Maybe, well, we might just. Um, we, um, yeah, the one image that was very um, strong uh, on, on the news was during the riots, there was, a, a, it's a lot of young people, obviously. There was a, young, a bunch of young people you know, with their heads uh, covered and with uh, weapons rioting. And they were being interviewed by the TV. And there was one in particular who was saying, you know, you know what, there is no future for us here. There is nothing to do. We don't, we don't even want to stay here. They, sh they should just let us uh, um, immigrate. We just want to leave. And as he was saying this, he was wielding this giant sword um, around. <coughs> And I have to say, it's, it didn't, it didn't, uh, you know, instill me with the greatest confidence. It, this guy was seemingly, obviously, pissed off and violent, wa waving his sword around, going like, "You guys should just let us immigrate." Obviously, saying, "You know, we want to go to Europe." And th that image was sort of, huh? Okay, um, are where I? I don't know. You know, uh, just, who's still just stopping them from going to Europe? Well, you know, the, 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 I'm sure the French government and other governments <laughs> in Europe are not exactly happy that with the immigration rate. Huh? But so, that's another so, debate. So, so why are they blaming their own government? Well, I'm not sure. You know, I think it, it was a general, general statement. I don't think it was, <coughs> you know, addressed specifically to the uh, Tunisian government. Um, but, um, yeah, so let's, let's go to Paul. Uh, Hong Kong is really, really far away from Northern Africa, right? You probably haven't even really heard about this. No, um, I was I was in the U.S. for half of December, um, okay. and even there, I didn't ca catch much about it. Uh, it was a little bit more recent than that. It was in the later part of December and early January. So yeah, it seems yeah. like most of this is happening in the last like week and a half to two yeah. weeks. Yeah, exactly. yeah. This is a good start for twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah so is that but in a more general way paul is that something that you know northern africa africa all of these do they not even make the news in in hong kong i'm talking um, about of course local news you know yeah uh they'll make um if it's a if it's a really you know global story it'll make you know the back pages usually um mm. But rarely will it be, you know, a headline story or in the front unless, you know, the U.S. or China is involved. Um, hmm. Though the one story, it's it's not really, you know, it, it's different, but it's similar in terms of the, the riots going on that did kind of make the news was the student protests in the U.K. over the uh, rising tuition rates. Um, and, you know, they were they were saying, oh, that, right, uh, right, yeah. I, yeah, I sorry, the students it took were me very a second. upset yeah. because the government yeah. was going to really ra raise the right. uh, college tuition rates quite high. Right. 
Um, oh yeah, well, but, yeah, that's that's a completely different story. If you don't mind, well, well you know, we can get to it um, yeah. a little bit later. Um, but yeah, okay. So basically, Northern Africa, no one cares. Oh, and I think people care. Like, all right, so for here in the uh, United yeah, States, sorry, it was I, meant, like, I meant in Hong Kong, but but like, well, the, I mean, it's it's there, but I think it's like as it affects us. You know, like when when I I've seen I think like brief mention of this, but it's always in relationship to, like um, I think uh, um, Hillary Clinton I think is going over to uh, what United Arab uh, Emirates Emirates for like a like some sort of like security council like talking about mm. what we're doing uh, about Iran and things like that, and you know this was mentioned in that they're kind of keeping an eye on what's going on. Um, over there, um, as far yeah. as um, how it might affect that trip or things like that, and, and how it's going to affect yeah. those talks as well. Um, but uh, I, the thing I find most interesting about the the writing is like all of the. Uh, I was even reading something about just in general about um, uh, what, one of the uh, one of the Shiites coming back from exile in Iran uh, and talking about how. You know the gov. You know we need to a kick out the United States, but uh, the government needs to, uh, or is Iraq? Sorry, um, the government needs to uh, provide these services, and and it's it seems like the uh, the extremists uh, uh, in the uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, the extremists tend to to get more of a hold in areas where you have lots of just social unrest like these areas um, mm. because of, you know, lack of, you know, lack of electricity, lack, you know, lack of, gen you know, normal things. Um, and, and in these particular stories, it's, it seems to be, you know, focused on what rising food prices. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen because of this as it moves forward. Um, you know, is it something that's going to create some sort of, uh, growing sect in those countries that will, uh, you know, is it going to turn yeah. political? You know, yeah, it's 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 interesting because in this case, uh, it seems like both uh, Algeria and Tunisia, obviously they have, at least in Algeria, they have uh, extreme uh, religious groups that are very active. But in this specific case, it's not... Uh, the 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 the, pol uh, the politicians and the religious groups tried to um, uh, get this this cause and run with it, and apparently it's not working. It, this is really a deeply seated social issue. It it's mm. not uh, social in the sense that we hear it in in our societies, not to the level of. People don't have food to eat, so they need people to provide them with, you know, uh, uh, rice or anything. They they are quite developing countries, not developing in the sense. I don't know exactly how to how to um, um, classify them, but they're definitely not in the state of. D d um, dismay that a country like Iraq or Afghanistan or anything like that is. They have a functioning society, be it Tunisia or, or Algeria or, or the other ones in, in Northern Africa. They have functioning societies and is their issues are on the level of uh, unemployment is too high or prices rise by 20-30% or something like that, which is, which is terrible. But they're definitely not as um, uh, I'm sorry to, to use that term, but as low on the development scale as you might think. Um, they, 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 so the, the 
that's why I was saying it seems like a pivotal point because mm. there is a political and social will there that wants things to change in an organized fashion. It's not just tribal, you know, sects or things like that that dictate their will to the to the rest of the, you know, they're in cities, they're in towns and they're getting pissed off and 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 in the same way maybe the way I would put it is maybe in the same way that the the uh eastern bloc sort of in very different, you know, uh, a very different situation. But the Eastern Bloc had a structured society, and at one point, it, they got really pissed off, uh, and they cha wanted to change things. It's not like we don't have food to eat; we need, you know, to survive. Turkey so, is, so, is that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Well, I was just say that for me, the question then is going to become uh, after this. You know, it's like oh, you got the youth you know, just screaming out, basically, uh, lashing out uh, uh, at the, the problems that they see. Can this be calmed down a bit, uh, taken away from violence, and can that energy be put towards something useful? Like, will will the youth of those countries be able to, uh, to, to formulate a plan to actually make real change other than just throwing themselves wildly against the wall? Hmm. That is a very good question, and I think this is where... No one knows, right? We we don't know how it's going to turn out. But I have a hard time imagining that, especially in Tunisia, things would actually change into a full-scale revolution that would overturn the government and get a dem democratic regime in place. I, d I don't really see that happening. Um, well, uh, actually, I think in Tunisia, there's a better chance in Tunisia than in any other country. Really? Uh, yeah, because Tunisia is one of the most oppressed it it might not happen because the government might be too strong but uh, yeah exactly talking, that's what yeah, i mean yeah but if we're talking about the people then the, that's where the people are most likely to happen uh, a strong revolution and i think it, if, if a revolution ever does happen uh, in tunisia i'm assuming and i expect that it will be a bloody one from mm. uh, at least from what i know about the country and about the how things are there uh <clears throat> Algeria is basically a democratic country in general. They still have a lot of problems. They, it's not exactly completely democratic. They had uh, cl stopped an election. But what really bothers me, what makes me worry, is these of the problems these governments are having are the same exact problems that cause all of these uh, Islamist extremist uh, movements to grow. This is w yeah. what really bothers me because that's how they get to people. They start talking to them that this is uh, their fault of not having an Islamic government. Uh, this is uh, because it doesn't uh, follow the, uh, the correct rules of God and so on. These are uh, the right time and the right place and the, for such uh, groups to grow and, get, uh, and gain some strength. So that's the part yeah. that really worries me. Yeah, and I think it too is. that it's it's the idea that you know these people are not really protesting about anything except the idea that they want basic human needs being met. You know, they want affordable food. They want to be able to you know have a job with a decent wage. Uh, you know, and that's what everybody wants. And if you don't have that, then what do you do? You turn to people who are going to promise a, you to provide it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that is, well, it's still very early in the situation, so we'll have to uh, see how it evolves. But it is definitely, I'm, I, I have to say, usually I'm not surprised when you guys haven't heard of things like that, I, I mean, you know, in Asia or, or the US. But here, it's it it might be the, the 
first time where there is so much noise about it, maybe for the, you know, of course, geographical proximity is a reason and, and historical uh, proximity also, but it, there is such, it's such an important thing that's happening right now. Um, and we're talking about it so much in France. And it seems like it's an important thing for uh, at least, you know, Europe and Africa in general, that it would be reported on a little bit more um, for you guys. So it's the first time that I'm actually genuinely surprised that you haven't heard uh, more of it. But um, I don't think we would have heard anything about it if they hadn't hacked Facebook in Tunisia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, that was one of the big stories. We could talk about this a little bit more, but I'd rather, if you don't mind, uh, move on to uh, another uh, story from uh, from Africa, uh, and more precisely from Egypt, um, which has been talked about quite a bit. Uh, a series of uh, terrorist attacks against the um, uh, Copts. Uh, did you say Copts? I'm yeah. not sure what the English term is. Copts? I think so, yes. I believe uh, yeah. so. Um, so the Christian uh, Copts in Egypt have been the have been the target of uh, a series of religious attacks. Uh, of course, it's obvious, but um, uh, perpetrated by uh, extreme um, Islamic groups, with the aim of. It, it, okay, it's difficult to say exactly what their aim is, but I think it's clear that they want to. And it's, uh, and it's oh, difficult to, to say who did it. Well, it's let's say it's probably safe to say it's uh, extreme Islamists, isn't it? And my uh, personally, no, it's not okay. safe for me personally to believe that. All right, so, uh, I think uh, it's a it's a high possibility, but I also so have who someone, else would 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 do local would have an interest? No. Yes. The local government, the the Egyptian government, yes. you think would? Yes. Okay, because let's they ha- hear your conspiracy the- theory. No, no. So if you really think about it, they're having a huge problem after the elections. The last elections, the Egyptian elections for parliament, were a complete sham. Even all the opposition parties withdrew from that election completely. Even the people who were supervising the election, who are the judges, have been protesting and demanding that the entire election process be redone all over again. It's been all over the news. It's been a huge thing in, in Egypt. And suddenly you have this bomb. Suddenly everybody forgot about everything about the elections. Okay. It's um, just too it, perfect of a timing. I'm not saying it is the government. I'm saying there's always that chance that until I see proof either way, I'm going to keep uh, waiting and not uh, judge. I, I can't okay. imagine it's actually the government. I mean, although the the government has been blamed largely, I think by the by well, the well, it uh, doesn't it doesn't blamed for it doesn't not doing anything. To, it, it doesn't have to be the government for... itself. It could just be the government that knew about it and just watched it happen. Okay, um, so I'll uh, I'll say two things about this. First of all, I think it's a little bit you know um, tinfoil hat. Uh, did you see? Did um, you see? But let me let me just finish. He bought a whole brand new roll of uh, Reynolds wrap <laughs> just for today. <laughs> the threats, the threats were issued on extremist websites two weeks in advance. They told them how to do it. They told them how, when to do it. And, the, and you don't, don't tell me the Egyptian government and the Egyptian uh, secret service or whatever did not see those websites and did not have an idea that that would happen. Yeah. Right. So, you, I mean, I so you're saying I... they're, they're culpable just by the, the the knowledge of it and not doing anything about it. 
he's saying they might have let it happen. Yes. Right. Yeah. It seems a little bit far-fetched, but okay, I guess it's... But even you are saying, Turkey, that the the more likely scenario is that, you know, it's just terrorist attacks. Yeah, yeah. it's the most likely okay. scenario. It's extremist. However, I will not... Uh, Say it's extremist and just shut up. That's what I'm saying. Okay, sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but so the the thing is, um, it's been obviously very, uh, very much talked about uh, in France. And there, there are two things that I'd like to point out. Um, first of all, the reaction that we hear, obviously the cops are, are very pissed off, which is understandable. And um, there is a lot of fear and a lot of not understanding because it seems like they are, what they're saying is, as is often the case in, in scenarios like this, is we are Egyptians and we don't understand why we're being targeted like this. We're not... We don't have any agenda, any interest in, in fighting anyone. We're just here minding our own business, and all of a sudden, a bomb explodes. And it's not like, you know, in, in some cases, you can make the case that there is actually a conflict between two ethnic groups or religious groups. Or, but in this case, really, their only um, uh, uh, fault is that they are Christians And that's it. And this led to a little bit of a, of a feeling of reinforced feeling, which already existed, I suppose, that there is... Uh, President Sarkozy uh, said this a few days ago, and he used a very strong term, and he said, it feels like it's sort of religious uh, cleansing that is happening in the in the Middle East, and we shouldn't, we can't let it happen. You can't, you know. It seems like uh, the ex is, uh, Islamist uh, extremists want to get rid of everything that is not theirs. It seems silly to say it because it's obvious that you know they're very angry people who want to get everything that they don't like out of the way. But it gets to a point now, especially with these attacks, which is just even more ruthless, not even in the execution, but in the intent even. And the other thing I wanted to say is that uh, the reaction of the Egyptian community as a whole seems to have been very <coughs> healthy, with a lot of support uh, uh, on the um, uh, Islam, uh, Islamist uh, religious authorities on uh, with the, you know, a lot of solidarity shown and a lot of... Uh, 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 support from uh, the Muslim community to the Christian community. So it, it seems it, it's actually, very grim actually, on one actually side. Actually, there's been a lot of support and condemnation even from Saudi Arabia. Okay. Even I, the I, Saudi, the head of the Saudi uh, religious authority in Saudi Arabia condemned the whole thing. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's a very grim picture on one side because it seems like this is becoming just uh, uh, <coughs> complete. Oh, so okay, so I talked about it for a while, but it's obviously very grim. But on the other side, it's I don't think I often see uh, that kind of of event bringing these communities together in that sense. Obviously, it's completely tragic, but. 
uh, it was very uh, emotional for me to see that that there have been other instances obviously i'm not trying to diminish it completely but it was very emotional for me to see that you know the 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 muslim communities would would go and and there were in egypt you know they have been living in peace for well okay there have been some of them that have been living in peace for a long time and you have people who have grown up on some of them being Christians, some of them being Muslims, with no issue at all in a way that we would see in other countries. And all of a sudden, they're pitted against one another for no reason that they understand. And they're, they're, they were, we had a few uh, reports about uh, people who were 30 or 40 years old. Some Christians were saying it was a little bit difficult for them, but sitting down at a cafe with their friends who were Muslims and just, you know, saying, we're just friends. We don't have an issue with any of this. So anyway, that's, that's the way we're, we're seeing it here. And, and um, so I'm curious to, to uh, I'm sure you guys uh, at least John, in the U.S., you've heard about these uh, terrorist attacks, right? Uh, sadly, mostly on like BBC World News. Um, <clears throat> it, 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 it's you know, if if I want world news, that's typically where I go at this point. Um, and it's been tough, and we'll get into this more later, I'm sure. But uh, as far as like the focus uh, in America on like the the last month on the lame duck session of Congress sure. and all, all that sort of stuff. So, but I mean. There, there. I mean, there. There's occasional stories, and if I want an actual like spend, like you know, ten minutes on something, uh, you know, versus the okay, here's a quick headline while we move on to other stuff. Um, I have to kind of go outside of American news media. Um, but I mean, it's the. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Um, okay, please and, do. And, Too bad uh, we don't a, have the the video from you. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we there have we the go. sound effect. That's good. All right. So, um, no, so um, I just, I, part of me wonders, there's a skept- skeptical part of me. Um, I mean, certainly what you described as like the shots of the normal, like teenagers and stuff and have, you know, showing unity. But there's a lot of talk of unity from like the governments and the governments condemning things. But uh, what are you going to do as a government? You know, you kind of have to. You know, like there's if something like this happens, you 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 in order to to keep your diplomatic ties, you pretty much have to say this. You know, um, sure. when uh, after after the big bombing happened and everyone, you know, um, and the, uh, uh, the the Coptic uh, uh, Christians basically blamed the Egyptian government for, you know, sort of letting, you know, basically encouraging uh, you know this kind of discrimination uh, and and not protecting them at all. Then they stepped up, and now like there's you know they've got police forces all around the churches, and you know with like like you know you've got like bomb experts on hand and ready to go. So like they right, when it's there was public. A, it, I, th- there was a, a you know the 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 community was saying you know we knew this was going to happen and you didn't do anything. In that sense, I think that's you know the description from. Uh, Turkey and the one you're doing is at least reflected on. I don't know if I agree with it, but it's reflected in Egypt even. Right. I mean, and that's uh, that's the feeling, at least you know, from uh, yeah. of people's view of the Egyptian government. But but you know, and, and so the, the government steps up and does this. But you know, so a part of me, you know, just thinks, you know, do we really, you know, you you treat? We say the government said this and the government said that, and we treat we almost personify the government um, as as like one entity. Um, but you really don't know <clears throat> truly what's going on, uh, you know, and truly what their stance on things is, you know, because there's just there's just no real way. If something horrible happens, 
you know, everyone's going to get, uh, get up in arms and everyone's going to say, yes, we, we, we condemn this, you know, while mm. they're, you know, going and doing other things that uh, encourage it. So I don't know. Part of me. Is so just you're joining, of, you're joining Turkey in his uh, tinfoil hat club. I, I just just in the the realm of that there's no real way for me to know one way or the other you know the government's true role in this you know and and or who's causing it other than you know that things are attributed to like al-qaeda and things like that so it definitely does seem like a terrorist thing and and i don't think the government is causing it but you know mm. i don't i don't see most governments you know uh, most governments are going to talk out of both sides of their face you know as far as to say to 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 push their agenda, whatever that may be, in whatever instance, to push their agenda forward while saying whatever they have to say to placate mm. the people around them, and we see it constantly. Sure. And okay, using I'm, using fear does have an you know a benefit to certain governments whenever they can get the public afraid about something or anything. Um, are you also joining the, the the tinfoil hat <laughs> club? Put well, it on. You know, I just. <laughs> I'm just throwing in my two cents. Um. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, you you also think that it it's a possibility that you know this is a convenient time for something horrific to happen. I mean, you know, it's it's the holiday. It's it's certainly a time of year when you know attacks like these are more prone to happen against people who are Christians because of you know the, yeah. the proximity to the holiday. But in terms I, of you know government response and things. You know, I, I don't want to be a conspiracy person, but uh, I, I do agree it's possible. How how was this uh, received in 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 Hong Kong, if at all? Uh, it wasn't in the news very much. Really, I, I caught that, it. That yeah, either? I caught it on the internet. Yeah, um, wow. most of the news has been dominated primarily by Korea and, um, you know, the yeah, what's course. been going on in the U.S. with the elections, but. Hmm. Yeah, Actually, that's that's something that um, I didn't really mention, but that, that has also. I, I guess we're we're done with Egypt, yeah, Turkey. Unless you want to add something. I, oh, sorry. Uh, well, I, I, uh, I just want to clarify as far as like you know, I'm not saying like, I don't want to say like the you know that I think Egypt like had a hand in it. I just say I'm just saying I don't think you can trust the initial response of a government to public outcry as their stance. You know what I mean? Like, Sure, I guess I, I understand what you mean, but it's just that if you go with that premise, which, yeah, I understand there is a certain measure of this in everything, but then you can't trust anything anyone says ever. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> there you go, tinfoil. <laughs> um, so, Turkey, you wanted to add something? No. Okay, so let's um, just talk about Korea for a little bit because um, obviously in early December that was it seemed like we were almost at at the brink of World War Three. Um, Paul, maybe I can let you talk about this because obviously you're a lot closer to the situation. Uh, can you, if if you will, uh, do a short summary of what happened and how uh, uh, things developed? Okay, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> Not an expert <laughs> on you. Korea. Um, no, but, but you know yeah, the, what's been happening in the in early December and uh, yeah. How it well, we have to go back a little bit because there was a there was a like a torpedo attack on a South Korean ship that was sunk and a couple yeah. sailors. Which you know died. we talked about a while ago, but yeah. Um, and then uh, they had uh, some shelling that happened on one of the one of the islands that's claimed by South Korea, and there's some South Korean 
there's a base there and uh, some civilians living there. Um, but North Korea also claims it. And they decided to uh, basically bombard it. And I'm not That was really in November, sure. right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was in November. And then the, the big issue in December was that South Korea uh, had uh, planned some military exercise uh, on that very island. Which, and there was a whole issue with, uh, in, in, inside South Korea because uh, some people thought that the government had been too weak once the, when the attacks from North Korea had uh, happened. Uh, so they were apparently making a show of force. In, um, in December by actually going through with these exercises. But North Korea was basically saying, if you do this, this is, it, it's war. And they weren't just, yes. you know, just, just and, playing around. It seemed well, for a the while... the interesting like thing was, is, is that they've technically been at war. The, the Korean War never ended. Um, yeah, no, yeah, of course. A, I mean, but if you do this, we're at attacking back. And, you know, we have troops, there were troops amassing at the, at the uh, uh, borders and like, it, and the, the Americans were getting in to support the, uh, the um, uh, exercises, the military exercises of the South Korean and China was thrown into the mix, of course. And for a moment there, it seemed like it was getting really, really serious. And yeah. I don't know, maybe midway through December, early, you know, maybe, uh, by the end of December, all of a sudden it just died. Nothing happened. Yeah. I mean, they did their exercises and everything, and then eh, that was it. And I don't even know. And there's been some there's been some interesting speculation as to you know why and the timing and um, because Kim Jong Un, the son of Kim Jong Il, is is being uh, sort of groomed to take his position. Some people think that maybe there's a power struggle going on, that maybe there was a, mm. uh, one of the generals was trying to see how far he could push the envelope or maybe make some mm. things unstable. It's really unclear because they don't have a lot of intelligence coming from the area, but there's been a lot of very interesting speculation in the news. And so how did uh, you guys hear about the resolution of this whole story? Because as I was saying, for us, it just ended. Do you guys have more information? They just, what happened? They just stopped? That was it? You know, they did their exercise and okay, never mind? Yeah, the, the, the South Koreans, you know, did their exercise. It, it, from what I heard, it didn't go through to the full extent. Um, and still, there's still a lot of South Koreans, you know, because they've had casualties on their side. Uh, a lot of South Korean people think that the government is being you know, too timid in their response. Um, but, yeah, it's just suddenly died down. Um, and I haven't heard anything. And, you know, some people have said some U.S. diplomats have been over um, to reopen negotiations. I think um, uh, this, there was a senator, I think he's from Nevada, uh, mm -hmm. Bill Richardson. He was one of the presidential candidates who went over to um to talk with some of the ministers i don't know if anything really came of that they didn't really say anything about it in the news but um, he had a presence there and uh, then they were saying they were going to let inspectors come back in for a bit and i don't i don't see anything i didn't see anything come uh, away from that but hmm. it seems like there's some negotiations going on behind the scenes somewhere you well, know it's kind of Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just say the the there was something yesterday. I think about um, the uh, North Korea, basically, re, you know, trying basically saying. I think it's like they they have some committee on the unification of Korea, 
um, and uh, uh, the the representative of that committee was was calling for uh, they they phrased it kind of oddly, but unconditional <laughs> uh, and uh, early talks. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it looks like South is kind of uh, we're not sure whether we're going to go back to the table or not. Okay, you know it's it's very strange the way this whole thing happened because it would seem like again the the fact that it just died down sort of makes me want to put on a tinfoil hat also <laughs> because the media it it seem, it's incredibly weird that the media would just drop it and uh i i don't actually believe that it was there was any sort of political agenda in in that you know in the drop of, dropping of the story but maybe it was just uh, the circumstances and and christmas just happening so everyone started talking about something else but I don't know. It's just—it's a little bit strange the way it—it it, uh, the story disappeared. And I'm sure Turkey will have a theory as to why the story disappeared. Who me? I think you're the only Turkey on the call. Really? <laughs> 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 that didn't sound good. <laughs> so no, you don't really care about Korea. I—I think it's—it's uh, it's just uh, North Korea wanted to world to know that it existed for a while and they got mm. the, their agenda i think that's it that's all they and just, now they're they, happy and yeah, they, they, just, they threw a tantrum basically yeah they just uh made a, cha- a major change in their uh, leadership and they wanted people to know that they were still there and they're still uh, arrogant and they will still react and uh, they wanted people to come uh, on the negotiation table again so that's what what they did all right, fair enough. I think um, I think news media in general is is kind of like they every day they have shiny moments, you know. It's like oh, what's oh oh what's that over there? Um, <laughs> oh, and and so it's kind hey, of like hey, you want my conspiracy theory? <laughs> Go for oh, it, please. Uh, some news channel paid the North Koreans to start this so they can cover it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got nothing for Thursday. Could you do Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Rupert Murdoch at work, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wag the dog totally. action there. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I I just feel like you know, you know, I mean, it's things happen, and when things don't happen, the news finds other things to talk about. Um, and yeah. you know, versus investigative reporting where someone's really, you know, a, a reporter's really digging into that. But I don't think that's that's not television media, um, not really. Um, and so, and I don't think the, I don't think there's as much, nearly as much investigative reporting and that takes time and that takes, you know, a lot more time. So it's just the everyday stuff that we hear is just constant, you know, this is what happened. And then here's our reaction to what happens. Very, very reactionary. Mm. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I mean, if you think back to, um, the earthquake in Haiti, right, it was like a major news thing for that, that whole two week period afterwards. And then, you know, it's, it's, you can't even find anything about it in the news. Haiti hasn't been rebuilt. You know, it's still having yeah. problems. But to really discuss those, you have to have some really hard investigative people to go in, not just, you know, who can we get on at 10 to, you know, shoot the breeze with. Uh, right. Yeah, sure. I mean, but this is a little bit of a different situation. I mean, for Haiti, they covered the actual event, and then they they would have needed to have some follow up in order to understand, you know, the the implications. But in this case, it was really like, 
you you start watching the movie and right before the big explosion you sort of switch to another channel you know it's it's yeah. there there was a conclusion in this korean thing i guess i guess maybe it was it didn't make for good news to you know good news reporting to just have someone on the mic saying okay and today in okay. the north korean south korean conflict nothing happened back Pastor, to you you're they, worrying I, me now Do you want <laughs> you were looking for an explosion No, no, but you know, is it's that like what you were looking for. You actually wanted no. them to have a war. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, <laughs> it was it was being described as if war was actually going to happen. So when it didn't, I would have liked to at least have. Phew, okay, we're good. Like the situation is calming down on uh, on the South Korean. Yeah, North but I don't Korean think it really. Well, it didn't really calm down until very recently, and that's when now we're here, starting to hear the the news of okay, North you know, North is no longer saying you know uh, uh, talking violence. North is suddenly in the last week talking peace. So sure, but I mean they were they basically the way. Okay, maybe you guys didn't see it in that way, and and, and that's that makes for an interesting Phileas Club uh, analysis, but. <laughs> The way we were hearing about it was, all right, now uh, this guy is looking at the other guy. Okay, now they're raising their guns. Oh, oh, oh God, they have their, their finger on the trigger. They're starting to pull the trigger. Oh, holy crap. And then they move on to, oh, and here's a Christmas tree. You know, and you're like, <laughs> wait, did they did, did they pull the trigger? Did they, what happened? You know, I, it, it was really... I, and I think it's more of that the, you know, it was like, okay, the the fingers on the trigger and nothing else happened and and so it was just waiting for something to either to really happen and i don't think it really happened until recently you know one yeah. way or the other i don't know it, it just seems like it wasn't there wasn't much to report other than that there's not much to report and that's not yeah exactly yeah not news. yeah that's what i guess that's what i was saying also with the that doesn't make for excellent news reporting to say <laughs> and today nothing happened yeah. and the, the, it, it it's also makes still me wonder Yeah, if there's stuff going on in closed room meetings that the media just doesn't isn't privy to, you know, the mm. deals being brokered yeah, or things yeah. being made um, that yeah. just won't come out at least in the near future. Yeah, probably. Um, all right. Uh, last thing I have on the international front, uh, which I really want to mention, is the story in Côte d'Ivoire which has been developing. It's probably the other, uh, along with the, the uh, Tunisia-Algeria thing, uh, the biggest story we've heard the most of. And, and that one went back all the way from uh, late November, early December. Um, we mentioned on this show this, the, the, the overarching contest, uh, context, I'm sorry, where, um, and contest also, I suppose, where uh, Bag Laurent Gbagbo, or, who was a dictator, similar dictator Could you say in that Côte again? d'Ivoire, Laurent Gbagbo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the French pronunciation. I don't know how you guys say it. Um, and, and so he was uh, almost basically a dictator in Côte d'Ivoire, and he organized democratic election, which was like a beacon of hope for Africa. Um And his uh, 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 the the one who was going against him in the uh, second turn of the election, uh, Alassane Ouattara, Ouattara um, actually won the election, or that's what was announced at first. And then there was some sort of a hubbub, and it was extremely so. 
okay, just to put thing, b- things back in context, this was a a crappy political system where things turned around and it was like the hope of the whole population, the beacon for Africa and a demonstration for at least Europe that things can actually turn and start to become democratic through the will of the people and the, the ruling class or, you know, the, 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 the ruling, uh, the political uh, population, the, the, the elite of the country. And so, as I was saying, after the election, Alassane Ouattara was, was announced as the winner, kind of not really, not officially, but not really officially. But then, yes, he actually was the winner. Then the country closed down. And then there was an, an, an electoral commission that declared or that announced, oh, no, actually, it's Gbagbo who won. And that, that was obviously an incredible sham. And now Gbagbo is saying, I'm president. I don't know what the problem is. You all go away. And Ouattara hasn't managed to take uh, the the place that is from everyone's opinion in, in the West or almost everyone's opinion, in at least in Europe, his rightful place as president of Côte d'Ivoire. And Gbagbo is has his claws on the presidency and will not let go. Um, everyone in uh, the African, uh, other African countries have been trying to uh, get him to, to, you know, to negotiate with him and to get him to leave the power. Um, and the CDAO, which is, you know, uh, African um, uh, conference uh, organization, have been sending delegates to uh, Côte d'Ivoire to try and get him to relinquish the power. And so basically, it's a huge mess, a huge disaster and spoiling what could have been a fantastic example for Africa. And so it's it's it went from a, a bubble of hope that burst into a, a, a puddle of despair um and now the situation is Gbagbo doesn't want to leave his diplomats are no, not recognized by any country um and uh Ouattara is entrenched in his uh, hotel with his government which he's formed and he sent um diplomats all over the world um and it seems that the country almost went to the brink of actual civil war uh, there were killings happening from uh, the the Gbagbo camp going in not you know it's not being completely officially recognized but it's pretty clear that they went into Watara uh, uh, pro Watara neighborhoods and they actually went in and killed a few people during the night um for a, a week or so uh and the country is almost was almost on the brink of civil civil war for a while now the situation has been dialed back a little bit um but yeah so basically it's a giant mess uh, a horrible story and uh it's been making the first uh headline of the news for the past few weeks in and out um but it's still very important and we don't really know where it's gonna go so that's my uh report on it Uh, now i'm afraid to even ask uh have you? I, I I hope you guys have heard about this. I'm sure Turkey. I have, have a question. Okay. Why are all of your big news come from ex colonies? <laughs> <laughs> this could be telling. 
<laughs> well, no, it is absolutely, and that's absolutely one of the reasons why you know they have been so big in uh, in France, and I'm sure that's a factor. And you know, I'm sure a few people listening to this show were like, "Dude, it's your colonies. Of course, you're going to be talking about it." But I still honestly think that these are important world events, and to be honest, we haven't really heard about a lot other world events. Uh, so I'm, I'm what I'm South thinking is. Yeah, that's what yes, I was about, yes, that's but what I was that's very <laughs> recent. That's a lot more recent. You know, that's the past couple of days. So, um, so yeah, okay. So what you're telling me is, no, not really. You don't care about. I, I, I would be not. It seems like it. First it does seem. Really, we heard a lot of it. Okay, um, Paul. No, got nothing. Sorry. Jeez, I'm I'm amazed. I'm really, wow. Okay, Turkey, um, give us your take on it. Uh, I think the take is clear. Some guy lost the election and he decided, no, I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, uh, okay, I, I guess it would be <laughs> difficult for anyone to actually say, oh, no, actually he is actually, okay, you know what? There are actually a couple of people that got mentioned on the news, like uh, I think it's a, it's a senator or something in, in France yeah. and another p public person yeah. who actually went uh, to Côte d'Ivoire saying, but you know what? We're all talking about the uh, issues with the uh, Ouattara being elected. Everyone's saying that. But actually, we're pretty sure, oh, it was that uh, Vergès... Uh, um, an, uh, a lawyer who takes up the cause of all the dictators and, you know, in, in court, uh, defending the people who cannot be defended. Uh, so he went there and was saying like, yeah, but there were irregularities in the elections on both camps and maybe Bugbagbo actually won the election. So how much so, did he get paid? Exactly. I suppose that is, you know, a case of they were mentioned, but no one's taking them very seriously. Uh, dude, the, the, um, I, think, I think this is one of the... A very unique situation where every single country in the world decided he lost. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, so I think this is very unique. It doesn't really happen that much. But the guy mm. has completely lost all support from any country in the world. I don't even think any dictatorship supports him. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I don't that's know. Sad. But, uh, <laughs> he must be running around in his in his uh, palace, going like. Guys, you could at least like not. Um, but no, Wait, you know what's we're... the secret password for to get in the club? <laughs> Who changed it? Um, yeah, we're laughing, but it's really a, a, an unfortunate situation, and uh, the the people in Cote d'Ivoire are so disillusioned. I think that's the biggest take away from it. It's disillusioned. Well, um, he still controls the media. Well, but even, you know, no one is actually... There were a good number of people who actually voted for him. I think yeah, the but, unofficial but, yeah, estimate but, is but, around but 40%. He, he's still controlling the TV and the radio. It's yeah. all under his, so whatever he says, that's what the people are hearing. Oh, yeah, but I don't think anyone is actually believing that he actually won the election, is my point. Even in Côte d'Ivoire, I don't think so. I might be mistaken, but, you know. I think one of his lawyers, he's an American lawyer... He backed mm. out and he said, I have nothing to do with him. He refused to listen to me. I give yeah. up. 
Yeah, yeah. It's really he's being completely pig-headed. Mm. And ev- everyone, you know, it's not like I-, I was saying I'm sorry for, you know, if, if some people listen to us uh, in Africa or you have African origins or whatever. But it's not like the African countries all have a, a, an immaculate track record in these affairs. And even, mo- you know, from what I've heard, all the African countries are like, okay, that's you're overdoing it. Just give it up already. That's <laughs> not, you shouldn't, you know. That's enough. Um, hey, okay. they so closed I guess all of he, his accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually... But you know that's not going to do anything. I'm sure he's going to be fine money-wise. Yeah. How is he going to pay all of his supporters? Yeah, that is the issue. I mean, him personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he might have to end up <sighs> starving his country and and, you know, getting into a situation of a real African dictatorship where he has all the money in his palace, he's completely closed off in his palace, and the people around him are, you know, dying of hunger. Ah, let them eat cake. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. You see, you Um, French people, what you did... No, but I mean, it 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 might create. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's it's a horrible situation. Uh, I imagine. I guess you guys. There isn't any thing to say about it. Even it's it's pretty clear. But um, all right. What do you guys have international stories um, that I didn't talk about and that you're gonna belittle me for not uh, mentioning? Dude, you didn't talk about the biggest news story. Okay. WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was in December, right? Well, I completely been going forgot on about for it. Yeah, yeah, it's been ongoing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess we but did, he was arrested. Yeah. I think in December, wasn't he? That's true. He was arrested. Then he was released on bail. <laughs> um, I guess the only the only thing I would Is say Michael about Moore this, didn't Michael Moore pay his bail or something? He did. I think I so. didn't know. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think he yeah, got. We, I think he tra- helped get him out of jail. <laughs> you know, well, they, I, I don't they, think he used his Visa card though. No, <laughs> <probably> not. <laughs> um, you know the one thing I want to mention about this. Um, I, I talked about it in my uh, te- French tech news show, and some people on the uh, comments uh, reminded me of something that I didn't say. But f- about this arrest specifically, everyone in the media everywhere is talking about the uh, alleged rape um, uh, d- that Julian Assange is accused of, and. I don't want to diminish any of this, and people who listen to this show know how much of a feminist I am, so I don't take any of this lightly at all. But the the thing that he's accused of is not rape in the sense that we understand rape at first, you know, at, when we first hear the, the word. Um, he's being accused, I believe, the, it's not completely clear, but I think it's something along the lines of the condom that he used when we, he was having sexual relations with the woman in question broke. And I, I read that, he didn't use one. With yeah, something one like of that. The, either, one of his partners did, and she was mad about right. it. Exactly. Either he didn't use one or I think he claims that it broke or it's something along those lines, which obviously, you know, if if he if she thought he was going to use one or he implied he was and he ended up not using one, obviously that is not okay, And he should be if there is such a procedure in Sweden, which is the case, then he should be uh, prosecuted in accordance to the law. But it does seem awfully suspect that it's being reported as plain rape without any kind of 
further detail everywhere because this is a much more serious accusation. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, in, I guess uh, I guess the question this. then comes if if he didn't use a condom and she wanted him to use a condom, but he continued anyway. But then she wanted him to stop because he wasn't using a condom. Then it becomes rape. Absolutely, I don't think that was the case though. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have the details. I, I don't want to go too much into it. But yeah, if, if that was the situation, then it's a lot more understandable that it, w it would be called rape. But I don't think that was the case. Okay, you guys just gave me a huge headache. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Turkey, how 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 is uh, WikiLeaks being reported on uh, in, in Saudi Arabia? Oh, a lot. A lot. Yeah? Yeah, I, I especially I like the conspiracy theory, which is now completely broken. <laughs> which one? The one that said uh, WikiLeaks made a deal with Israel not to publish anything attacking Israel. Really? <laughs> yeah, when the first the first WikiLeaks never mentioned Israel in it at all. So yeah, that, I didn't. I so didn't, that came you know. out. <laughs> oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> so what? So because anyway, so if you don't if you don't say anything about Israel, you must be uh, you know uh, com, you know in, in cahoots with them. Exactly. <laughs> well, amazing. you know if. It, it would seem it, it would seem interesting if the cables, the diplomatic cables, mentioned you know ninety nine percent of the countries in the world, and Israel was conveniently mm. left out of all the communications of every country. <laughs> that would be a little bit suspect, but uh, I don't know what the situation is there. But uh, we didn't hear anything about about that. I have to say, no Israel. Now it's uh, there were leaks about Israel yeah. recently. So yeah. But it was hilarious. Every, when someone comes <laughs> up to me and says, you know, this is a conspiracy theory. And I look at them, dude, they have 250,000 uh, documents. Pages, we only yeah. saw about, what, 5,000? Yeah. So so if Turkey thinks you're nuts, man, you really must be a crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, what what uh, did WikiLeaks incur in uh, in Hong Kong? Um, in Asia well, in general. Yeah, it's it's been in the news quite a bit because of the you know the the fact that it's internet based. Um, directly related to China, though, there was one story where one of the leaks came out about the um, the the upcoming guy who's tapped to be the new uh, premier who to take over for Hu, Hu Jintao. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, his name escapes me at the moment, but. Uh, it was this thing about his film preferences for Hollywood film, um, how he likes... <laughs> really important stuff, as yeah, in with it was all really the WikiLeaks weird. It was really, uh, cable You know, things. saying he likes uh, war movies like Saving Private Ryan and these things, and he doesn't like uh, Chinese movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, so sure. people are saying, is this going to affect the way that movies are made in the coming years in China? So <laughs> oh, I don't like Chinese movies. I love those. Yeah, but, but he he doesn't. He he prefer prefers the realism of war movies, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's really like the other thing that we can say about WikiLeaks, I guess it's it's been received in the same way all around the world. It's although I do understand that, you know Okay, let's not get into the whole debate, but the the thing that came out was that nothing really came out of them. It was all things like, oh, this guy wears a wig and, oh, that guy doesn't like these movies. Okay. Hmm. Where are the big earth-shattering revelations about what this country really thinks about that country? Or, well, there was a news story. Clinton did like, not like the president of, South, of uh, Argentina. She wanted to find something to talk about. <laughs> 
To what? I'm sorry. She was looking for any embarrassing thing about her, so she can tell people about it. <laughs> sure, yeah, but <laughs> go ahead, Paul. Yeah, there was a there was a news story today or yesterday that I was reading that was saying the U.S. is having to spend all this money to relocate people who've been exposed or who've been compromised. Oh, I thought all the names were redacted. All the the. Oh, come on. They can guess. You don't need the names. The government apparently not. Apparently, there's know. enough information to go on that they feel some people are going to be compromised somehow. Um, right, and it they're would make sense, yeah. they're setting up a department, I think, somewhere in New York, where they're going to try and help these people. You know. Uh, okay. Know, yeah. No. Sure. I mean, that, that does make sense. Career. That does make sense. Definitely. What I'm trying to say is that I didn't see from the leaks any incredible revelation. You know, scandal or anything like that. Obviously, the weeks have had the leaks have had consequences it's not about in many the different scandals, areas. Patrick, it's about the language. It's all about the mean? language. For example, the way uh, the ambassador to Libya, the way he described the Gaddafi, although I completely agree with him. <laughs> no, yes, yes, sure, but, of course. Yeah. I mean, this is this is obviously <laughs> what we we've heard yeah. what i'm trying to say is that before the leaks were actually leaked we thought we were going to get scandals of epic proportions like hear secrets about some of the dealings that were happening in this or that i don't think uh, so affair, i don't think many or... people thought of that because they clearly oh said we nothing, did in france we thought secret. it was going to happen well when they announced it nothing was top secret all they say is secret secrets is uh, normal uh, communications hmm. if it's yeah. plus top secret, i think a lot of it was hyped up by the media too yeah Maybe, maybe. I don't know. All right, uh, so WikiLeaks, uh, let's move on to something else. Do you guys have anything else? Because you've been hassling me. Oh, this is all ex-colonies. We've never heard of this. Okay, who what have you heard you? about? Tell me who was hassling. I'll take care of him for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very kind, Turkey. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so anything other than our ex-colonies happening in the world in December? Yeah, Snow? Qatar is uh, hosting the World Cup and Russia also. <laughs> wow, that is the least interesting <laughs> bit of news I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, there's a new I'm, country coming out soon. A new country? Yeah. Which one? South of Sudan. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. For be, some reason, yeah. A new, okay. a new country is going to join the international community. That, I mean, the, the the interesting thing about the the Sudan issues is like you know um, what you were talking about before, Patrick. I really hadn't heard anything about, but this this is bigger in the United States at least because it's a big fight over oil. Hmm. Um, and and the the idea that you know you've got the 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 northern half. There's a very interesting like if you look at the satellite imagery of Sudan, um, there's a very clear divide. Like you can very clearly see the difference between North and South Sudan, uh, and, and in the North where uh, where it's mostly desert, that's where all the money is, and in the South where it's all like you know uh, tropical uh, forest is where it's all the poverty is. Hmm. And um, but eighty percent of the oil that it produces um, comes from the South. So they're well, trying to, to no to be exact it comes from a specific town in the south that actually is so close to the border that it's uh, they're disputing who should take it. Right. Mm. So yeah, it, it definitely spreads like the the border that they're showing it, it kind of cuts down the middle but most of it is south of that the the proposed border. Um mm. and uh 
and and, and Philney like fifty percent of the uh, the revenues from it actually goes to the South. Hmm. So it's it's the 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 balance of money and wealth in that country is. Uh, is is very offset in terms of the location of where it's coming from, but I mean I think that's in in many places. So. Yeah, but, but do you mean to say that you've been hearing about Sudan in that level of detail in the U.S. or did you go dig it up? Um, I, I about half and half. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm actually surprised. So I mean it, it's you know that's that's been in the last week or so that's been on. Uh, now mind you, like you know. I've, I've, in the past month or so, been showing a lot more interest in in, in the news in general. So mm. I've been doing more digging than I've probably done in my entire life. As far okay. as um, <laughs> wow, what happened? I think I um, think George Clooney mm. helped it to publicize it in the U.S. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, the, we've been hearing about the Sudan for a while with like as attached to George Clooney, yes, but specifically, I think in the last you know week or so has been it's just been more mainstream without without it being entirely connected to George Clooney, hmm. uh, without you know without them playing a clip of George Clooney talking about it. But you're right, that is probably what has pushed it into the limelight, uh, or hmm. you know, for 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 American news media. Okay. Um, all right. You know what? Since you guys don't um, have any other uh, specific international news, let's we have, go to I have the... one news I oh, have to mention. You do? Yeah. Okay. Never hijack a Turkish airplane. Ooh, what happened? <laughs> the passengers kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember really, I hearing something about that. <laughs> I remember a, a, a Russian air airplane that actually exploded, um, but I haven't heard the one about the Turkish airplane. No, there's a Turkish airplane flying from, I think, Norway to Turkey, and some guy tried to hijack it, claiming he had bombs, and two mm -hmm. of the passengers, who happened to be Turkish, kicked his ass. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's good to know. So if you're planning on hijacking a plane, don't do it on a Turkish plane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, Paul, yep. what's been making the news in uh, your side of the world? Like um, anything, you know, local or uh, maybe not if you want to, but yeah, something from... Yeah, I think uh, two of the biggest local stories um, that have kind of been circulating um, since the... Uh, right around the new year is... is uh, the first one is... because. Hong Kong is known for its tycoons. Uh, we've got, I think, per per square foot, um, more Rolls Royces than any other city, mm. and a lot of tycoons here. And there was an article talking about the fact that the rich have gotten a lot richer in this past year, um, with their incomes going up by about, or their their net wealth going up about twenty percent. Whereas mm -hmm. the middle class and the lower class have remained static or gotten worse, um, mm. and you know, to be fair, they did they do point out that even with that increase, um, they still haven't regained all of the wealth that they lost um, prior to the crash uh, in two thousand and eight. Um, they say that they're still about eight percent short of being back to those levels. Um, but apparently, oh, it's still quite a, a good recovery. Yeah, apparently, 2010 was good um, for the the upper class. Hmm. Um, Too bad I'm not in the upper class, and <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not yet, anyway. 
Yeah, um, that will happen. I mean, I'm telling you, this podcasting thing, it's filling up my bank account really fast. <laughs> wow. Are you becoming rich, yeah. Patrick? Especially buying <laughs> all those Apple products to support it, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That don't work, damn it. <laughs> um, the only the other big news that's been kind of circulating is the um, coming out of China. China's been showing off some of their military tech uh, mm. in the past couple of weeks. Um, the one thing they've been talking about is the the so-called carrier killer missile that they're developing, which is sort of a direct um, a direct uh, sort of opposition to the United States, which is known for their uh, carrier fleets, um, giving them you know superior air power in 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 the in the seas. So people are saying that this is sort of a challenge to the military strength of the United States. And uh, they've been testing, a, or they're supposed to test a new stealth fighter this sometime this week. And yeah, that was big in our news. The the all the pictures got leaked out of the of the stealth fighter, which Ooh. has which doesn't have an engine yet, as I understand it. Ah, so what people have to push it? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, it's it's just for photo ops right now. Um, mm. But yeah, I, apparently, um, the defense secretary Gates is going to China uh, this weekend to actually try to smooth over some of the tensions that have been going on between the U.S. and China of, mm. of late. That's interesting. We didn't, again, we didn't hear about this at all. I mean, the, the, the Chinese fighter thing do not interest us in any way. I guess we had bigger fish to fry, but uh, okay. All right. Um, or frogs. Sorry. Or frogs. Yeah. We like frogs. What do you have against frogs? <laughs> I've never had frogs, actually. Well, see, don't knock what you don't know. It's it's the basically they they taste like chicken. So <laughs> it's sort of a scrawny, very annoying chicken. Um, <laughs> Turkey, regale us with your uh, take on what's been happening in your side of the world. Me. Hello. Me. Yes, yes. Again, My side okay. of the world. Uh, biggest news, we just got some regulations about uh, controlling media online. Ooh. <laughs> How so? Well, the stupid Ministry of uh, Information and Culture decided that the Internet is too loose for them. So they issued new rules to control it. Basically, any new news site that broadcasts from Saudi Arabia has to get a license. Holy shit. Yes. And Sorry. It's, uh, editor-in-chief has to be approved by the ministry. Wow. So it's if the person is in, lives in Saudi Arabia, the, the editor-in-chief... I guess my question is, how do you define a news site that is from Saudi Arabia because uh, the, the site can be hosted somewhere it's else. It's either hosted in Saudi or the editor-in-chief is in Saudi or it's purely okay. targeted to Saudi. All right. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, so for yeah. example, uh, I was saying at the beginning of the show that your site um, was just relaunched and your podcast was just was just relaunched, but you had the site for a while. Um, would you fall in that category, for example? Uh, no, because it's not a new site. It's a, okay, uh, so a blog a, is still okay. But uh, if it was up to them, they wanted to add blogs, but they were so much... Wait, blogs aren't news? They were planning to add blogs, but there was so much opposition. They made it an option. You can register if you want to. <laughs> so, of course, you are going to. <laughs> they can go screwing themselves as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All right. So, is this like... I mean, obviously, it looks extremely bad. Um, Let's say but... what they're doing is... Look, there is good and bad about this. But in general, it's bad. The okay. good thing... What's the good The then? good thing is Let's... there's... More control because there are people who are going out of control, putting too much rumors, too much say and so, and the news is just being too much faked. So mm -hmm. you have this part. However, in general, if you look at the big picture, the entire idea is stupid. It's uh, uh, too much of uh, killing the freedom of press and too much control for government over news outlets. How how much freedom of press is there to begin with? Until today, online. A lot. Okay, I meant not online. The, the not online, there press. isn't much. There is, a, I think we are a lot more free than we were maybe 10 years ago, but it's still uh, controlled by the government. So there are news articles and uh, things that you are never allowed to publish, period. So does this bring online in line with uh, offline? And I've exactly. said line three times. Exactly. That's what it's supposed to do. Okay. That's right. the exact situation. That's exactly how they treat the uh, uh, printed press here, and that's what they mm. want to do to the online press. Okay. All right. So, so and, and I think uh, some uh, media outlets internationally have mistaken and said, yeah, blogs are under that, so you cannot blog until you get a permit and so on. But thankfully, mm. blogs are not under that. You may register if you wish to. Mm. And I wonder how many idiots are going to register their blogs. <laughs> so, okay. can, yeah, can you give us if they do register, they're idiots. <laughs> can you give us a sense of how difficult it would be to register? Is it just filling out a form, or do you have to take a class, no, no, or it's just filling out a form? Uh, and conditions that you have to be over twenty-five, you have to be a Saudi citizen, you have to be educated. Yeah. And so what, what can they do once the, the, that law has been passed? Can they... Oop, this, Turkey, you're... This is, this is another problem. You're breaking up a little bit, Turkey. I think your mic got unplugged or something a little no, bit. No, I'm on my phone. Can you hear? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what can they do? Can they close down the blog or, you know, the... remove... They can take away the license or... Uh, if it's local, they can uh, close the blog. If it's outside, they can block it. Okay. But uh, the problem is this isn't exactly a law yeah. and it, because this comes from the ministry the minister doesn't have the power so it's a completely complicated situation right now because it's completely a disaster completely goes against all regulations and laws it's just everybody wants to do whatever they want mm. did, did the king express himself on this or no no he did not have okay. a, any opinion on this it, it never, never went up to him Okay. Because to go up to him, then it becomes a royal decree. Then there's no problems with it. That's it. Yeah. So, but it never went to up. Uh, it never even passed outside the Ministry of Information. I see. Yeah. So le uh, the legality of these laws 
are very very weak at the moment mm. so okay. so it, it is a questionable uh although most saudi uh, news sites are happy with these laws mm. because they don't care about freedom of press what they care about is money and these laws help them to be more profitable how it limits how many websites they compete against yeah because of oh, the competition okay. Yeah, okay, okay. and plus, and, and it also gives them uh, government support, can give them loans sometimes if they require it, if they're registered. And uh, then they have uh, the marketing and advertisement. They will be targeted as for advertisement because also advertisement will be controlled. Of course. Hmm. So, so, okay. so the majority are happy with it. The bloggers are definitely none as happy as far as I know. Of course, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in France, I'm going to go really quickly over it. Uh, we had an, a, a, a problem with, oh, well, a story about um, industrial uh, espionage, I guess, spying uh, with uh, Renault. Renault. Apparently, I can't they... believe you. Renault actually has secrets. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Renault is a really, I, I wouldn't say it if I didn't think so, but they're an extremely important performer in the world of car manufacturing. What are you talking uh, about? Okay. Everybody who ever heard of Renault, seriously, raise your hand. What do you oh, mean, thought, seriously? Wait, you're not talking about the actor who is in The Professional? <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, that is interesting. Do you think Renault cars are crappy, Turkey? No, I've never been in one, so I cannot judge it. No, <laughs> but what's the image? Are you just... Oh, so you're just giving me crap for the hell of it. Yeah, it's, it's not... Oh, it's okay, not, okay. Unless you go to an ex-colony, you hardly see a Renault. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. I can tell you in, in Japan, they were they are very popular. I don't know uh, about the rest of Asia. They're but... owned by Nissan. No, but even before that, they were considered very luxur luxurious. And because in France, obviously, they're, you know, the, the, the local cars, they're not. Now they've turned it around in the past, I would say, 10, 15 years. But when I was a bit younger, they were yeah. like the crappy local manufacturer that wasn't, was well, seen as utilitarian more yeah, than, you know. Yeah, we know right now it's pushing very hard in Saudi Arabia only for the last year. Mm. So I know about it now okay. because they got a very strong dealer who is pushing the product and very highly marketing it. So I think they might get a nice share of the Saudi market if the cars are actually mm. good. There you go. Um, so you guys, Paul and, and John, do you, uh, the half Beatles, have you heard of Renault? Or I, Obviously, you've heard of it. I mean, I, I honestly, as, as far I have not. You don't know the, the car manufacturer, Renault? Renault. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Phew. There you go. I wasn't... <laughs> Just say it right, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? Freaking weird French people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul, so cars, how are they, you know, are they kind of cool or the crappy ones? Uh, they're sort of mid-range. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I see some people driving over here. The They're the... The really popular thing now is though the, the really small cars. I don't think I could actually fit in one of them. Though. Like I think they're called the Mini Cooper or something. The oh, um, not the smart cars. No, well, not the smart, smart cars. Not yet. Even ridiculously tinier than a Cooper. Well, in 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 Europe, it makes a lot of sense because we don't have enough space for big cars, and we only go like, you know, twenty steps away anyway. So it's not like we need a big four four like you guys have in the U.S. But. Um, 
So yeah, anyway, it, there was a big uh, story about in the last day or two about uh, uh, corporate esp uh, espionage. Is that how you say it? Um, mm -hmm. in, in that um, Renault has some prototypes and technology for uh, electric cars that was apparently sold to some Chinese interests somehow through intermediaries and uh, uh, three very high-level executives of, of Renault uh were actually fired over this and it's there's going to be like they are actually being prosecuted if things go through they're going to be prosecuted for um crimes against the interest of the nation so it's like serious spy stuff like uh it's it become it comes to that level with do, that do you have the death uh, penalty company. no we don't it's okay. like 10 years it's in not, prison it's not or... serious <laughs> <laughs> um turkey you're you're Coal quality is really bad now. I don't know what's happening, but um. yeah, tweak your uh, hat. Just <laughs> <laughs> turn the, the tinfoil hat around. Oh, that's better. All right, I guess we're gonna we're gonna finish up uh, with uh, John and the things that happened in the U.S. Bef before that, I just want to say. Um, We did hear about uh, the uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell being repealed, I think, in mid-December uh, or late December, which was a big victory for Obama, and we did hear about it. I personally thought it was uh, fantastic news, but um, yeah. It, it was one of these weird situations where everyone agreed that it was crap, and a couple of political you know, interests would go going against the advice of the professionals and the analysts and the people involved would have had been blocking it so it was really i don't know it, it, it it's a piece of news that made me happy and and um, that and that specifically is basically the big news in in the united states right now um or in the for the past month it, there's a lot of stories that have happened a lot of uh, a lot of things that got done um and and so basically uh You know, the United States Congress has had a, a lame duck session, which basically means Congress stays in session past the election, but before the next Congress is sworn in. Um, and so all of this time, the last, you know, two years or so, like the Republican, the minority has been blocking everything they can. Like almost, mm. it seems like for the sheer sake of blocking it. Um, so you know, it, it's 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 very strange to see a, a government where it's like you know, majority should rule and be able to get done, but a very small minority can actually bring it to a halt. Mm. Um, and and so it was happening on don't don't ask, don't tell. Um, the START treaty, which was another big deal, um, uh, the treaty, the disarmament treaty, the nuclear uh, uh, disarmament treaty between Russia and the United States, mm, right, right. which ended up going through. There. Isn't it all about the tax raise? That's the basics of it. Yeah. Well, what the 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 start treaty or the the well the the other big thing was there's the there's a tax compromise, which is basically that bill is why I got you know started interested because uh, my my wife has been uh, unemployed for quite some time now, and yeah. they basically were uh, part of this tax bill was extending unemployment. Um, and so you know it, it's you know nothing Benefits, is news. You mean. Yeah. Uh, yes, the the uh, extending unemployment benefits. Um, yeah, the way the way I heard it is that uh, the reason they were blocking everything else is because they were they didn't like this one. So this one, when they resolved this one, the, everything else passed. 
It, it wasn't even that though. They were they were almost blocking everything. Like they were um, like even with "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." After that passed, they were like, "Okay, we need to deal with "Don't Ask, Don't Tell," and they're like, "No, no, it's the holidays. We need to go home and be with our families." And and there was actually a, a senator who was like. Um, uh, talking about you know because obviously they're going to go home for for Christmas and 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 things like that for the holiday. Um, but they uh, the the most ridiculous thing I think that happened was the the statements from uh, Republican senators that that uh, they they shouldn't you know it, that the the idea of going in and voting on things like don't ask don't tell and and uh, all the other stuff was was an affront to this sacred time between between Christmas and New Year. What? Who knew? Who knew that the entire week after Christmas was sacred? <laughs> <laughs> it's you know I would be if, guys listening if you are of <laughs> of Republican I'm going to use a funny term of Republican confession uh, meaning in France confession is like religious inclination. Um, please let us know on the on the blog. Uh, come and comment on thephiliusclub.com what you thought about don't ask don't tell and the fact that it was uh voted you know off um it, i'm i'm sure most people listening to this show would be happy but i would like to hear specifically about uh, from from re republicans if you also thought you know it was a political stance at this point and you're it's it's good that it was uh uh you know it's that it was voted against less morality or, or well i i want to hear from the from the republican guys so if you if you have something to say please come and say on the blog um okay so that was that the big story um i mean have you started sorry go ahead. go ahead no you go ahead, ask your question i i was wondering if you started hearing stories already about um gay people serving in the military uh and you know finally being able to to express themselves and to say it and you know maybe some eight o'clock news feel good story about this guy who was you know gay and and who couldn't say anything for years and years and now he's just said it to his friends and maybe his friends are you know uh surprised or i don't know have you i don't i don't think we this? have um okay. i i haven't seen anything like that I, mean, I think the most touching thing that we've we've seen was the um uh i think it was uh reed senator reed the uh at that time the majority leader uh basically he um uh there was a there's a particular uh uh like officer in the military who was uh, very outspoken about uh trying to get this to happen and um, he returned uh, to the to the senator his West Point ring, which the West Point is a military academy, um, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, saying that he's ashamed to wear it mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, until you know. And and the the senator basically said uh, this is a while ago that he would return it. He would return the ring to him when "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" is uh, uh, is repealed. And so they there's this great moment of. You know, shots of the ring being returned, uh, and 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 then followed up by that, you could see watch the Twitter accounts of the officer, um, because the the senator tweeted uh, that you know he was very proud to return this ring, and then the the officer uh, replied with, "The next time I receive a a, a ring from a man, it, it better be for full legal marriage." <laughs> so so the guy who's been very active about don't ask don't tell repeal has now uh, stepped up the ante <laughs> there has been one um interesting story sort of 
I, I guess it broke earlier this week. That's come in the wake of this. I don't know if you guys have saw, seen it, but it's this Navy captain, um, Owen Honors, who apparently made some videos. Some all the porno. Years. Well, they're not really porno as I understand it, but they're, they're they have foul language and they're lewd, and apparently they're they're also um, there's some gay bashing or, or some uh, anti-gay uh, statements that are made in the videos at some points, and. It's. I just think it's interesting that you know this. These are coming out now because apparently they've been in circulation a while, but he's being removed from his post, and it's like this is yeah, sort of I've the heard first something, yeah. bit of behavior where you know they're starting to take action uh, against this, this, this kind past behavior too. Because this was before, like he's he's gotten a promotion since then. This was like the video was taken yeah. years ago, yeah. Um, and so now they're like now that it's okay, or you know people are coming out and and revealing a lot of this stuff. So it, it it's definitely I think going to cause a bit of a shakeup over time um, with certain people who probably aren't on the on the party line I guess uh, with with don't ask mm. don't tell repeal. All right, um, I guess John, do you have anything else you really want to mention or? No, I mean, I just think it's, it's you know, there's a, just a lot of, uh, right now I'm just kind of sick of our, of my, of my government uh, in terms of like how the Congress works and, and just how, you know, I, I personally am an independent. I don't, I, I'm kind of disgusted with both parties to, to a large mm. extent. And it, it just, it, the, the inability to get anything done um, and, and uh, is, is just over the past few years has been pretty horrific but i i am impressed that like that something was done like we got a bunch of stuff done in the last month uh mm. and a lot of it was very good um you know specifically like just for as far as the rest of the world is concerned the 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 disarmament uh treaty with uh with start and also i think following along there was a um uh, i think obama had set out to uh get back a lot of the highly enriched uranium that is out uh, outside of you know that has leaked out of Russia and the United States to different places, um, and uh, there was a I forget what I think it was on like the Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC or something like that. But uh, they did a small story that no one was really talking about about the fact that we have returned. There's like I think thirty something countries that have uh, stockpiles of highly enriched uranium, <clears throat> um, and we have returned sixteen and uh, nineteen of them, something like that. Um, it, over the past like uh, nine months, so it's very interesting. Like trying to get all this, you know, uh, weapons grade material, uh, you know, uh, uh, material back into the hands and securing it, um, and which I personally think um, is a very good thing for the world. <laughs> but um, so it's it's good to see that I think there's been a lot of progress uh, in. Uh, over the past year, which is now going to be tried to be undone, and and I don't yeah. really care personally. I just want progress. You know, um, it, it's the 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 when it goes straight down the middle and something gets done and everyone gets a little bit of something, um, I'm happy. You know, um, and as long as something, you know, I, I am. You know, I would be, I would, I would even, I'd be out more to vote and be more involved. Uh, you know, with politics if it wasn't just two ends tugging at a at a rope and no one going anywhere. If it was actually people yeah. working together and getting something done, so, but that's, that's I do what agree. Politics you is. know, it, it's sort of a chicken and egg thing. I mean, I do agree that it does seem. Uh, I'm sure you know you've seen the YouTube video where people, Congress people, 
in the U.S. say back from the early 60s or 70s, they all say, you know, Congress is broken, uh, Washington doesn't work, there's too much this, too much that, blah, blah, blah. It does seem like today it's come to a point where, I mean, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say nothing ever happens, but now with what we've heard from the, the right is we are going to undo like a vindictive yeah. discourse saying we're going to undo everything that Obama has done in the past two years. Like this is the agenda. The, 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 the goal of the Republican Party seems to be we're going to <clears throat> unweave everything that's been done. And right. it seems like, you know, that's... Which has nothing to do with what... But, it has nothing to do with what their constituents want or need. It has everything to mm-hmm. do with just taking down Obama and trying to secure yeah. the next election. And that's just job security. And their job is not to keep their job. Their job yeah. is supposed to be to to govern and to legislate. Yeah. And if they yeah, can't do but that... But anymore, it's, it's, you know, you get... You, either in Congress or for the presidency, you get maybe two years in, and after that, it's all about the next election. You know, so right and now, now it's just going to be defending what they've done, and that's it. That's yeah. that's that's all. I, well, I, I will say something though, John. I'm saying it's a chicken and egg thing because I don't know if you if you vote a lot, but I know that the the voting numbers in the U.S. are a lot lower than they are in, in France, and. I know that France has actually very high numbers, but what I mean to say is um, if you want things to change, the only thing you can do is vote. And you say you're independent, then you, maybe you should vote for people who are independent who champion your values. Um, I cannot, I understand that the two party system makes all of this very difficult in the US, but I can't believe that there is no one, even if you, you add. A, a, a thousandth of a percent to their voting uh, uh, results in the first term of the elections, that's at least, you know, doing your part. And I'm not saying this specifically to you, but I'm <coughs> saying this to everyone listening. You might think it doesn't matter. I can tell you a hundred percent you're wrong. It well, does matter. That's I'm, the only thing that matters. And and, and the, the, the other side to that, I feel, is, is the part there's two parts I think that's broken. I mean, the, the part that's broken in Congress is the fact that the minority can pl- completely just halt the Congress if they don't like something um, and, and, and destroy everything, which is kind of what's been happening, but we eventually got through it. Um, but, I mean, the other thing is it's just the way our voting system works in the Electoral College and, and how popular vote doesn't really matter. So does my, you know, my vote, Connecticut is, you know, it was the state that I live in. Um, is typically voting the you know it, it, it votes the way that, that I want you know but the the United States as a whole does not hmm. so it, it's it's very difficult I can affect Connecticut um, which in turn will you know I mean even then I can't really you know me voting or not is is <laughs> Connecticut is a very very democratic state um, <laughs> and that's that's not really going to change a very liberal state um, and no and of th- course well I guess that is what I'm trying to say it doesn't matter that you're not actually going to change things because it's a, a scale thing mm-hmm. it's just I remember Tom Merritt and I think he was on on um, I can't remember if it was forecast or east meets west when he was saying when you get your your vaccine for you know your flu shot it's not just for yourself it's for by doing it you're 
preventing other people from also getting the flu. It's sort of a very difficult concept, to, not difficult, but you're, when you're voting, it's not just to affect the immediate outcome of everything. It's the idea that if everyone does it, then things will change. Of course, if the fact that you do it or not is not going to change anything. But if everyone does it, things might have an, an actual effect. Hence, you should do it too. You know, mm. it's... it's well, there, yeah. there, there's definitely that aspect of civic duty, which I, I think like in Australia, uh, I was talking to somebody from Australia, they said, you have to vote. If you don't yeah. vote, there's like a penalty. Mandatory uh, that, vote is... Yeah. Fan, a fantastic concept, and and, that, and you know, and then and that's that should be fine. I mean, that that would be great. I think it's just you know, just growing up as far as like it, it's taken a long time to take interest because none of it really truly affected my life. Sure, no, um, I understand. And, hey, and, you know and there's what? no this... civic, you know, there's no real civic uh, uh, duty bred into us as a society anymore. It's not part you... of our our you know. Well, you seem upbringing. like a a. a at least a concerned person, you know, like a civic-minded person who takes interest in in what happens around you on a societal level. I don't know if you've been voting or not, but if I, my feeling is, if even you, who is an educated person and concerned with these things, doesn't vote, then of course there's no chance for anything. So let's make a vow that in the next election you are going to go vote even if you are not completely convinced of you know you don't know exactly that it's going to affect things but you're going to go vote anyway oh and and and, and i will and i can i can okay. firmly i can firmly vow that today okay. and it's just interesting just knowing my own transformation over the time and even over this last month of just something mm. you know you know finally seeing something of the government that actually directly affects me um, and and that has to do with you know just because oh you could because you could come out to your wife that you're actually gay is that the... yes yes and okay. we can Thank finally you. we can finally <laughs> if you move to uh, Connecticut or Massachusetts we can get married now ooh wait what huh? okay <laughs> yeah no so okay sorry I'm being completely um, diversion and you can um, join so, the military so yes <laughs> exactly i just had this picture in my mind of me and uh patrick skipping along holding hands and uh, <laughs> oh, toting God. m16s That's we did we did, we did do a date night with uh, patrick and john's so yes that's true there you go um but i i just i there's a personal growth that has happened to me and, and that's just part of growing up i guess and i wish i wish it happened much earlier and i wish it didn't obviously happen to happen because you know the economy is so horrible but there is just very little in our upbringing, upbringing these days that really supports you know our the youth in America. It's it, you know there's we don't feel a reason to yeah. to to bother. Um, and no, we, I understand, and I, I have to say before you go any further, I'm getting all <laughs> high and mighty and patronizing and all this now. But I'm actually I really started voting when I came back to France after I lived in in the in uh, in. Japan, I didn't really vote in my 20s. Yeah. So I, I'm really not the best person to be giving lessons in any of this. I'm still, you know, I'm still doing it uh, and, and trying to get people to go to the voting place. But yeah, I'm, I should be, I, I am humble about this also. Um, all right. I, I guess we've been going on for a little while. Uh, 
Turkey has fallen asleep, um, only waken up by nightmarish images of John and me skipping through the field. Dude, that's um, just horrifying. <laughs> and I think that that I think will, we make uh, a good couple. I I do too. I I'm agree. gonna need that's your girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my wife. My wife knows. Oh, that's they're cool with it. Um, all right, so let's bring this show to a close. Uh, once again, thanking all of you guys uh, listening for listening uh, and thanking all of you guys talking for actually coming on the show, even though it's uh, very early for you, John, and very late for you, Paul. And uh, I guess just okay for you, Turkey. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm the one who's okay. <laughs> Is it my fault? You just you make us sound like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. <laughs> no, I, 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 we started at eleven a.m. for me. This is fine. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't realize. Oh, you're on the East Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Huh. Just told you. Um, so I don't. I don't. Yeah, he just did. Um, I don't feel that bad anymore. Yeah. Um, so let's start with uh, thanking Turkey and say, talking about the relaunch of. Uh, of um, a Saudi life, which actually I listened to a few days ago, was really interesting because you you talked to a woman who is in Saudi Arabia, and she uh, her name is her Twitter handle is Manal. I uh, guess her name is Manal. Her Twitter handle is Manu underscore Manu. Um, and and she describes her life in Saudi Arabia. She's studying to be a doctor. Uh, it's it's actually if you want to um, hear a little bit more about everyday life and and women's life uh, is in Saudi Arabia. That's a great listen, uh, and I would highly recommend that you go listen to it. And now I'll shut up and let Turkey yeah. tell us about it more. Thanks. You liked it. Well, a Saudi life, uh, you can find it at uh, saudilife.net. And it's basically a relaunch of my podcast. I used to do this podcast for a while. And I just relaunched it on New Year's in a completely new format. And hopefully every month I'm going to have a guest over, female or male, Saudi or an expat who lives in Saudi. And we're going to discuss about their experiences and their life in Saudi Arabia. And I, I saw on Twitter that you were looking for an expat for uh, the next show. So I would be very, very curious to hear what an expat has to say about Saudi uh, society. Yeah, I figured I'm going to do it this way. One month uh, Saudi, one month an expat and keep on changing. Cool. Yeah. And of course, uh, Turkey is at Saudi on Twitter. You'll find the link on the blog. Uh, Paul, tell us about where we can find you on the internets. Yes, um, I have a website that's uh, Kongcast.com where I do a small uh, Hong Kong-based podcast with a partner and we talk basically about uh, Hong Kong movies, Asian movies, and sometimes Hollywood movies too. Excellent. Thank you. And your Twitter handle? Is Foxlore. Foxlore. There you go. Um John, what about yourself? Do, do you still do negative cutters? Or we, did you we, we've, we've taken a break at, at the moment. Um, That's what so, I thought. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the month of December, we actually decided to take a break. So basically, I, I run a, a podcast called Negative Cutters. You can find it at negativecutters.com. And uh, it is a, the movie trailer review podcast. So we, we take a look at uh, movie trailers, what's coming out, and uh, uh, basically make a judgment based off of just the marketing material that we're presented with of uh, whether or not and when 
when, you know, kind of on a scale of, uh, of when we would go see this, if at all. Um, and uh, we've been discussing some format changes and things like that. And with the holidays and, and a lot of stuff personally going on, I, I decided that we would, uh, it was a good time to break um, uh, for a month. And then as soon as I said that, I got sick um uh for about five or six days and have had a hacking cough for about the the next four weeks so um it was it was a good time to not be podcasting otherwise i'd be hitting my mute button every other uh every other word <laughs> so um but we are we are looking at uh, bringing it back up we're gonna uh change the format up a little bit i think we're gonna we've been doing some uh kind of looking at what's coming out this weekend uh which i think when it comes to trailers i think we're gonna start I think it's going to be a little bit more relevant for us to look a little bit farther out and talk about new trailers that are actually coming out. So, um, okay. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna change it up a little bit and uh, try and make it more fun and probably do about twice a week. I've been doing three <laughs> three episodes a week, Jesus. Uh, which was you know, well, they're short episodes. I record them all at once, but uh, we, you yeah. know, we, um, but uh, yeah, we've been. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna slow it down a little bit and make it a little bit easier to produce and uh, uh, but it's still gonna be consistent. So uh, look for that coming in the upcoming weeks. Good choice. And you can also find me on uh, Twitter uh, at twitter.com/slash copper dome, which I've always wondered about. What is this copper dome thing? <laughs> copper dome is the uh, it was my design the design company the name of the design company that I made about probably about ten years ago. So um, it's sort of my my umbrella. Uh, name that I've always used for things. Um, as far okay. as how it was created and came up and what it means, um, uh, when you know, domain names always are the uh, uh, the the kind of the most important thing of like having a company name that has a domain name attached to it. So like years and years and years ago, um, the way I was looking for for company names was going through old expired domains. <laughs> um, and so uh, uh, I, I, there was so something about this, just the the. Not the literal translation of the word, but just the sound of the word and, and what it me meant uh, that I, I liked in, re in regards to the, my style of design and things like that. Um, okay. So um, that's that's where it came from. And uh, I still, to this day, get emails about, like, copper mining, like, mineral-like companies <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to my domain name, which is kind of amazing. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, as for me, I'm Patrick Beja. You can find all my links on patrickbeja.com. I also wrote an article uh, on in the airport as I was waiting for my plane to take off in the blizzard, uh, or at least to board the plane that was going to take off in the horrible blizzard and snow that we had and that we didn't talk about um, all through December. I wrote an article about how it feels to have abandoned sort of the some of the podcasting community I was a part of uh, a year and a half ago um, if you like sort of reflective uh, uh, thoughts uh, on what it means to be a part of the internet communities then maybe you'll appreciate that article I invite you to go read it you'll also find all the other links to my social uh, um, accounts and other shows on there patrickbeja.com i would like to thank again everyone very much and uh give you the assurance that we'll be back in about a month thanks a lot bye everyone
broadcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.